I'm Michael Hall. And I'm Andy Davis. And we want to welcome you to The Day Advantage, the D&D podcast where two old school guys uh, talk about new school play. That's right. With a few, maybe more than one, maybe only one dad joke thrown in there. It's hard to say. Kind of just see how how we're. Have we ever done? I don't think we've done more than one in an episode. (laughs) We've always we always do one. We got to save them. There's you know there's a limited number (laughs) of dad limited number of good dad dad jokes. jokes. There's an infinite number of number of bad bad dad dad jokes, jokes. (laughs) and we have to then D and D eyes them. Of course, now I see dad jokes everywhere, and I'm like, oh, I could totally use that. And I'm like, oh, but it's not really D and D. Yeah, or it's not appropriate for our PG show. (laughs) There's some terribly PG. Yeah. Yeah. Well, people, here we are cranking through the the end of summer into fall and we are hitting really close to 10,000 downloads so I'm really excited I don't think it'll this episode might actually put us over the top so I'm I'm pretty excited about that I want to thank everybody hey, if you're our 10,000th downloader yeah. thank you yeah, we won't know who you are. <laughs> we won't know who, you know who that was. Maybe we, maybe we will. Maybe we won't. If you want to let us know that you're the ten thousandth download, I don't think there's anybody for them to know. They can just start making it up. I'm the ten thousand. Yeah, now I'm the ten thousand downloader. <laughs> when you call in and you're downloader number ten thousand, <laughs> we've got a bunch of good stuff for giveaways. So let's do a giveaway. Maybe that's a good way to do it. Maybe yeah, we should. We should. Yeah, something. Things, we, so. we can do t-shirts. We can do. Yeah. Um, we'll stick. So, so everybody stand by, look on us on the socials. Andy, you want to run the socials and then people can sort of yeah, find yeah. out so, where to find us and then maybe uh, cash in. For those old school fellows amongst us, you, you can find us on Facebook as uh, the Dad Vantage Podcast. And for you younger people who are on the Twitters, you can find us at the underscore Dad Vantage if you are a fan of the Bird app. Fantastic. We're going to actually go back to one that was one of our most successful episodes recently, which is the Fighter Mage, but it was the co-build, Andy. Yeah. So we're going to do another co-build where we build together some crazy character and figure out how to have fun doing it. I think that sounds like a blast. I think we might actually also dip into that ever-controversial topic amongst the D&D folk of multi-classing and mm-hmm. how effective that can be or sometimes is not. Yeah. But I think we were talking about that a little bit up front. I think it's yeah. be pretty I interesting. I think what's cool, and we'll we'll get into this multi-class, I think what you and I both were interested in is we both came to the same conclusion. We'll talk about why in a second. But not because of a lot of people do it for min-maxing reasons, but I think we're going to do it. We're hopefully going to try to do it for flavor reasons. I yeah, think I think, yeah, better. for story reasons, I think it can be really compelling and interesting like, again i'm a, I'm a huge fan of subpar characters or suboptimal <laughs> characters so sometimes multi-classing is really funny because it can give you things that make you more powerful in some ways but you have to embrace some weaknesses in other yeah. areas dig it I'm, yeah. I'm into it andy you'll I'm never like, get that capstone ability but I, you might get something else i'm not entirely sure that i do it for altruistic reasons um, <laughs> i'm sometimes min-maxing myself but at the end of the day it, there's always a good there's always there has to be a tie but if it doesn't make sense I, it doesn't belong so i don't know if my friend phil is running a campaign that i'm in and he has the world that he has set up is there are these different cities and you can go into the cities and they have like challenges in the cities. And if you accomplish the challenges, which are usually like a fight or a puzzle or something, you just automatically gain a level in whatever that organization is that's sponsoring it. So I currently have a college of valor bard who has one level in paladin, one level in wizard, one level in rogue. Oh my God. <laughs> he's like an eight, he's really like an eight level character with four other levels because oh I just keep doing the challenges and you can if you're 
sneaky and you're you're you fight just well enough or you talk your way just well enough you can sidestep your way into these things so i have a i've got like a five class <laughs> character oh <my> God. <laughs> the character sheet is ridiculous it's oh i can lay on hands I, I only have i only considered have... something like that now it's, I uh, yeah, it's just it's it's garbage but it's hilarious all right, so Andy, we're not going to do that. We're not going to go that no, far. No, 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 we're not going. What to... are we going to build, Andy? What do we decide on? What do we think is? What do people? What, you know, we, we, you and I both have. We went back and forth on a bunch of different ideas, and I think we landed on a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, what are we going to build tonight? Today? We are going to build the assassin. I like this one. Yeah. I like this one because as I, the more I thought about it, the more I thought it would give us a completely different challenge than the fighter mage, which was like right. so many options. Where do you start? I think this one's pretty cool because it's more like there's a very obvious path here but neither you well, or i just, are probably going to want to take it <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so for those who are newer to the hobby one of the original subclasses for 5e for rogue is the assassin the way it's described it's the classic figure in the dark comes out one stab off and off again one stab yep. they're done they're down and the victim's down and they're off and running and they and because of that they get some really powerful they get essentially like an enhanced attack on their first attack especially if they're attacking from hiding within a certain context they're pretty powerful but a lot of people play them and they're kind of like and again the, like the, they're the like functional the, way it works a, Andy. the functional way it works that makes it so powerful is that if you can get a surprise round any yeah. hit is a critical hit Right. Which right, is right, pretty, right. again, it requires yeah. that you have a DM that's going to let you get surprised. Some DMs are not very yeah. willing to give you the opportunity to be surprised, to surprise people. But you could, we, we're not going to do it, I think, but I think to say what it is, like it's super powerful, particularly if you were to choose, say, a bugbear <laughs> who is an assassin because the bugbear gets basically an extra two day six on surprise and you get 46 with your surprise attack and then you get another yeah. D6 for whatever what, weapon yeah. you're heal, wielding. And then you might then you you're gonna crit on every hit. Sneak that's attack D6 is on there right yeah. off the bat. Yeah. Okay, that's not twelve d six, fourteen d six. That's like that's cuckoo. Oh yeah, no, that's it's, cuckoo. Yeah, it's it's a lot of dice. Here's it's, well, my love of rogues is well known. One of the reasons I love rogues so much is you just get to pour dice out into your yeah, tray when fun. you actually pull off your sneak attack. It's just so. You know, so Andy, what are some of the archetypes for the assassin that we would want to possibly model after? You have the kind of classic rogue, the guy in the dark. You have the mad bomber, right? That person who is setting traps for a particular person when they get they get blown up. You have you have the poisoner, someone who is maybe attacking in a more subtle way. You have the ninja, which is sort of a variant on the kind of classic rogue assassin and then you have the kind of the i would almost say like there's there's this sort of like holy warrior assassin's creed yeah. kind of lane which is also interesting i've got a couple of others yeah more modern context you could be like an assassin who is stealthy and adopts secret identities like a like a killing eve from the TV oh show, yeah yeah right? yeah yeah, yeah um, for sure also if you're going to go in the spy vein 007 is yeah is a legit assassin yeah right? exactly so a bunch of those i think that are interesting hannah from the tv yeah. show also like it's again those people that are trained to infiltrate an assassin which is actually an area i'd like us to talk about because i really like that idea yeah um, no for I sure like the idea of the infiltrator because i think it just there's a lot of fun things yeah i mean it's, it's funny because the just to speak i don't think that these are 
necessarily like the way if you wanted to play like a mad bomber character mm-hmm. you could do that as just just create a evocation wizard who really likes make making glyphs of warding that yeah. that blow up and then you're inserting them in a thing and right. boom, you know boom. you send oh hey i'm going to send a letter to the king and it gets delivered to the king and he opens it up and boom so the, i think there's there's ways That's to do interesting that interesting idea yeah I'm, yeah i'd like to i'll turn that one over a couple of ways i don't know yeah. exactly where i want to go on this as a symbol but i I hadn't thought of that way in, and um, yeah, I, I don't know though that it's necessarily like the build we want to do in this. Yeah. But it, it it was it was a thought when we talk about multiclassing, maybe a less effective multiclass. But that idea of the holy warrior that could very easily be a gloomstalker ranger oath mm-hmm. of vengeance paladin, right? Mm-hmm. You think of someone yeah, who is taking all together. That's yeah, so you've completely you've pivoted completely away from that. If you think of more the when I was thinking more of like that kind of infiltrator e kind of thing i was there was a part of me that was like oh well maybe it's like college of whispers bard slash shadow monk could mm. be kind of a really interesting multi-class where you get a little bit of that kind of yeah let's uh, uh, let's, let's, okay, so let's, let's talk about let's talk about a couple of different options so we, we can either start with sort of like let's noodle on this class composition or we can noodle on race first yeah I'm kind of a little interested in noodling on race and sort of considering what are the race, but, but the more you talk, I wonder maybe we should come up with like sort of the archetype that we're interested in exploring. I have a couple of builds that I, I whether we choose them or not, I think we should. Yeah. Talk yeah, about. yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk but, about. Yeah. Let's do you want to do the archetype first or yeah, do you want to do? Let's talk archetype to me. That's okay. always like the it'll, honest, it'll guide like, us probably better. Yeah, so when you've got yeah. a limited and you're trying to expand your mind, Maybe honing in on the archetype will give you... We, we did that with the, the expansive fighter mage build, too. We tried to yeah. narrow down the options. Now we're going to narrow down the options in a different way. So there's the infiltrator, I think. And we right. and, and I think if we go the infiltrator route, there's probably four or five different routes that we could go there. And I really like this route. There's It's something. It's a style of play that I really like because I feel like infiltrators have lots of social skills that you can leverage yep. to other parts of the game, not just the combat. So you can really have a really fun character to play in in, in role play and then in combat. Right. As long as we take care of the combat side a little bit, because you don't want to be one note or always on your own. So we'd have to address <laughs> some of those things. There's also the, the straight up assassin, which I mentioned the bugbear mm-hmm. assassin, which is like straight, straight down the middle. But I, I think once you if we go into this there, there's also this other idea of the assassin who kills from afar or like right, a right. sharpshooter or a like just a sniper rifle kind of character or the mad bomber so i think that those are the archetypes yeah. that we could work with is there one that you're leaning towards um or do you have others I, that i'm missing out on? no i think that i think that kind of that that hits that's that's in the same sort of lane again like i think when you're trying to make a character your point at the at early on is you want i think when I think of characters, I I don't want somebody who's so one note or so is, is so locked in on one function. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's one of the issues with the classic kind of rogue assassin is like that character is not, it's good at, it's incredibly good at a thing, but if your right. campaign doesn't line up to that thing mm-hmm. on a real frequent basis, you can feel sidelined or maybe less, Fewer options. There's just fewer yeah, options. Yeah, fewer, right? fewer options. So, you, you've got so, that one giant hit, and then if you don't nail it, it's like, wah, 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 after yeah, that. exactly. So the the idea of the infiltrator, the kind of like James Bond esque, whether they're super suave but very obvious, or mm-hmm. there's somebody who is taking on the appearance and the mm-hmm. they're really super disguised. I'm trying to think of there's 
the kind of the Mission Impossible mm-hmm. vein, yeah, right? You've yeah. got Mission Impossible versus James Bond. I, I'm whole, I'm into either. that because there's yeah, just I think a lot of fun of about that. I think I've thought a lot about different ways to do it. And it's different things that I would do in that space. So maybe we've made our first decision. Yeah, I think that an could infiltrator. be. Yeah, okay. I think that sounds interesting. Which means which means we're looking at characters that are have enough charisma. Yep. To, which is also an interesting thing because not not a lot yeah. of rogues you don't usually focus your rogue with a charisma yeah you need that kind of charisma dex so uh, i have a way to do it that doesn't that isn't so entirely reliant on charisma okay let's hear it um it, it, if it can still be and i still probably yeah, would be yeah. my it would probably be my second stat anyway but i was thinking that if we if we if you go with an infiltrator the best infiltrator one of the best infiltrators in the in the racial groupings is the changeling yeah. You immediately start out with that ability to change your face. And yep. I think it's pretty cool. And I love the idea. It seems like it would make a lot of sense to me. But I, I, I'm wondering if that, if you're interested. Um, in I, again, because I like making stuff tough on myself sometimes. I hadn't really thought about them. They would make, they would clearly make an amazing assassin, especially if they know they have the right breadth of languages and everything. Do you want me to read I, off sort of the traits? Yeah, yeah, of the, yeah. yeah. What, what are they? With ever-changing appearances, changelings reside in many societies undetected, right? Blah, 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 all that kind of yeah. stuff. In their true form, changelings appear faded. Their feature is almost devoid of detail. It is rare to see a changeling in that form for a typical changeling changes their shape the way others might change clothes. Casual shape, one created on the spur of the moment. So what, what has that function, right? I think the big thing is shapeshifter or shape changer, sorry. As an action, you can change your appearance and your voice. You determine the specifics of the changes, including your coloration, hair length, and sex. You can also adjust your height, your weight, and change your size between medium and small. You can make yourself appear as a member of another race, though none of the game statistics change. You can't duplicate the appearance of an individual you've never seen, and you must adopt a form that has the basic same arrangement of limbs you have. Your clothing and equipment aren't changed by this trait so you need some change some clothes right you stay in the new form until you use an action to revert or you die right that's pretty powerful yeah that is i mean that and also just that you're starting with proficiency in potentially deception i would i would choose like i would go deception insight intimidation performance persuasion yeah, I mean, they're, they're, you basically you get two of the you get two of those as your yeah. proficiencies. Yeah, we, well, I would choose. On, yeah, you choose you choose two of the following. So I would go with. Yeah. I'm sorry, <laughs> I would go with deception and and persuasion probably. Yeah, that's and I would probably do the same. Yeah, I can, I can, I I hadn't thought about it, but I think it makes a ton of sense, especially if we're talking about that infiltrator type. They don't get a lot more than that, but that's a pretty powerful trait if we're talking about. If we're talking about an infiltrator, all right. So we've got. I think we've made it. Yeah, let's yeah. Least, I think let's, so. Let's walk it out. Are there any yeah. other ones that you wanted to consider? No, I was honestly thinking of. I guess where I was thinking was like a non-variant human mm-hmm. potentially, just because feats. you get that. You get like the with the non-variant human, you just get a plus one to all of your stats. Yeah. Oh, so the you start human, yeah. the non-variant human. So when you and. Humans are, they are the most generic of the races. It's broadly applicable. You could see if this person has, if they end up with some basic magic, they potentially have like disguised self, or you could add in like the actor feet, which would allow them to basically 
dress up as any number of people or mimic people as they need to. So it might make up for some of that stuff. But then you, within the context of like our typical stat block, you would already start with an 18 and a 16. It's like that plus one across the board is like, there's a lot of benefit to that. And while the shape changing is really powerful, I think it kind of depends on your DM making sure that you get into situations where that's going to be helpful. So that's that. That's the only thing I might might pitch out as an alternate. I don't know that you want it to go hard into one of the elven races or something else. Yeah, the elven race is only interesting if you're like thinking that you might get want to pick up like elven accuracy to increase. Yeah, they feel yeah exactly. They feel more of the sniper type that you Mm -hmm. might do. I could see you doing like a shatter kai. Yeah, elf as do shatter kai gloomstalker ranger. I'm not ruling out gloomstalker on this one, Andy. But, okay. I, uh, but I, but I like, but I think that this is, I think we've got a good base with changeling. I think, yeah, I think that, yeah, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I, I honestly hadn't been thinking that much about the race. So I'm, I'm easy on it. I, the, I would just throw out the human. Okay. A lot of people like are like, oh, why would you pick no, I like a human? human? But I like they're that plus one is across everything. Across everything awesome. is pretty awesome. I, I know, do I'm, have some challenges with our stat block, but I think. Let's talk initial yeah. class first, and then maybe we come back to stat block because right. it, it derives some decisions. Let, let's actually jump all the way up to level three, because I think that's where we, we, we yeah. whatever we're deciding to do with our first sort of dedicated class in terms of it's for the being able to get to your archetype. I think yeah. one, we should discuss up to level three so i i do want to start in rogue andy and i have an idea here but i don't but i don't i don't want to pressure you okay. if you feel like you want to start somewhere else well if we're talking about info we you started with the race so i'm going to start okay. with i'm going to i'm Go going to make it. my pitch which is the college of whispers bard i really like that it's hard because when you read the des- when you read the description hey they're they're like other bards they share news they sing songs they tell tales all that stuff but the College of Whispers teaches its students that they are wolves among sheep, which if mm-hmm. James Bond is anything, he's a wolf among sheep. And basically, they're uncovering secrets and turning them against others through extortion and threats. As they rarely reveal their true, nation, their true nature, they typically claim to follow some other college, college, or they keep their actual calling in secret in order to infiltrate and exploit royal courts and other settings of power. Yeah, that's pretty good, Andy. So at, at third level... You gain the ability to make your weapon attacks magically toxic to a creature's mind, so you get psychic blades. So, you know, you're going to laugh when when I tell you why I was going rogue because it, it, there's a there's a distinct similarity yeah, yeah, yeah. in in, in so the thinking here. When you hit a creature with a weapon attack, you can expend one of your bardic ex- inspirations to deal an extra two d six psychic damage, and then that that amps up to 3d6 so yeah, which is all pretty good mm. and then also at third level you get words of terror right so if you speak to a humanoid alone for at least one minute you can see paranoia in the mind at the end of the conversation they must succeed or be frightened of you and they're frightened for like up to an hour so just that ability to maybe frighten your target you could also yeah, maybe frighten somebody idea. else and I've make some- them it's you, getting really you interesting. Frighten your target. Yeah. You could frighten somebody else and turn them into a potential like, oh, that person was acting really weird. So now they're the person like you might mm-hmm. be able to put off them. You get I'm trying to see where they're I'm digging that. I think are. I think we might I think I might be you might have swayed me. I I was I was yeah. thinking rogue to soul knife. 
very similar. Yeah. Like we both so, like this yeah, idea exactly. of like the, the yeah. psychic knife, right? Yeah. I was thinking, because yeah. I was thinking the soul knife, you don't, you, you could walk into something with no weapons. Nobody would ever suspect you because you manufacture your own weapon, right? Like that's sort of how I was going, which I thought was pretty. Yeah. yeah they would never, they would never know. Right. They would never know. Um, yeah, that I think that could be super. But I wonder really if we do these together, Andy. We might want to consider doubling down here. Like the, we've got this psychic blade thing. Maybe it's both. College like, of Whispers soul, soul Blade. I had this like idea that if I can't remember, I don't try to figure out when at what level like the ability for like a, a Whispers Bard to cast like hold person on somebody and mm-hmm. just hold them in place and then to take like Shadow Monk or something like that mm. to just be able to, like, oh, I cast, I'm going to cast, <laughs> I'm going to cast hold person on you and then I'm going to get a crit and I'm going to spend a ton of key points to just basically punch or stab you to death before you can even get free was yeah. kind of an interesting thing. But the Soul Knife Rogue is also like super interesting. Like, the amp of like how they interact yeah i mean because you also get super you get the you get the two attacks you you get the second attack there's a thrown knife i think that's also what's cool about it is that you can do it from you you put a little sharpshooter on there and then you've got something really like this sort of close quarter light range thing Um, it gets interesting what is it soul knife but i also i just like this idea of the double psychic blades right like that's yeah because yeah. then you're we're, we're talking about some real damage too because like if you're doing 1d6 with your psychic soul knife and then you've got the 2d6 extra with your psychic blades and then you've got a four like a three or four d6 you're, you're immediately up to 66 like that's kind of an interesting little bam and you can do it twice yeah. right you can't do the the the, the you don't get the sneak attack, sneak the attack twice, twice but you get you get two attacks. You could get two attacks with your psychic blades and your soul knife off. So you could have a pretty yeah. good turn, particularly at a. Yeah, I mean, I think um, it depends on if the you know your DM would have to allow the psychic damage to stack. But I, it, there's that, nothing. There's no reason why it wouldn't. There, there, it, no when you hit the, it counts. Soul knife counts as a weapon attack, and when you hit the creature with a weapon attack, you can expend one of your diuretic inspiration. Inspirations, yeah. yeah. What I do like about the having the bardic inspirations for the sneak attack in place of the sneak attack or in supplement mm-hmm. to the sneak attack is it really gives you a little more. Otherwise, rogues are stuck with you've got to have advantage. You got to you spend all your time working mm-hmm. advantage. I did it at one point. I was thinking I was like, oh, could you do an arcane trickster? some form of caster that can have a familiar. Mm-hmm. So if you're, or if you're an arcane trickster with a familiar, the idea of using your familiar to always give you the health action. So yeah. you always have advantage becomes I, pretty. Powerful. I had been, I had been leaning with the soul knife in my original build. The way I'd been thinking about it was soul knife gloom stalker. And that way yeah. they could sneak into things with no weapons and then they'd hide in the shadows and then they could pretty reliably even get a surprise attack. I feel that, well, the one thing I will say about that particular build is I feel like the rogue and the Gloomstalker, like that Venn diagram of them in mm-hmm. terms of their capabilities is very overlapped. Yeah. No, right? it, you it know, doesn't like they, add they, a lot. They, no, I'm interested in this. I'm I'm down for this College of Whispers. I think the question I, I feel is like that like adds this like real whispers. social yeah. component to so it, which could be really fun. Yeah. And it has, if you, depending on where you spend the levels... At sixth level, you get this essentially like shadows thing where you can basically oh, take on the cool. appearance of another yeah. another creature 
very quickly. So you can see where at like ninth level, if you've got three levels of soul knife rogue and like six levels of bard whispers, like you are all of a sudden pretty, Yep. you know, so depending let's, on what feats well, you drop in there, you could be pretty interesting. Let's do our first three as the bard whispers. Cause I'm into that. Okay. I'm down with that. And then let's see where we go from there. And maybe, maybe as we sort of start to understand this character, it'll reveal to us what they should do next. Right. Right. So we get to choose a bunch of musical instruments. I think this is totally up to whoever. I mean, I tend to yeah. do, I, I tend to lean in on the same sort of little group of drum, lyre, and flute, or drum, lyre, and horn. I don't know why, but those sort of always feel bagpipe. Yeah, go bagpipe, bagpipe all the time, guys. Okay. <laughs> we don't need to go back. Bird I mean, pipes, here's the thing: if it is, if it is sort of the the sweet. Daniel Craig esque <laughs> James Bond, it's got a little bit of that Scottish vibe, and the ability yeah. to kind of like play bagpipes could sure, add okay. something. I mean, it's not it, it, the least. It, it, the it's bond. really good for your deception, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, what do we want to? What do we? What sort of skills do we want to stack here? Do we want to? Do we want to do like? Well, we should do persuasion and deception, right? If we can't, we can't do yes, yeah. deception. Yeah. So deception and persuasion. Then what's our third one here? Is it acrobatics? Is it insight? Is it perception? Sleight of hand? Where do we want to go? What do we, if we're thinking this is the super infiltrator, so they want to be, we want to be able to get them in anywhere. They've already got a disguise. They're, they're, maybe we want to do something that just help. Maybe there's something that can help them out a little bit more. That's why I was thinking acrobatics. Yeah, I mean, a part of me is: do you just use the the bard levels to build the social side of the character, mm-hmm. like the social infiltration side of the character, which to me would be like insight, insight, maybe as a way for like them insight. to understand. But you can get insight through some of the backgrounds. There's some really like criminal. Spy. Oh yeah, no, that's we true. Get it. We can pick up insight elsewhere. Once we pick up rogue we're going to get acrobatics that oh, way yeah. i think we definitely take deception and persuasion to me yeah. it's like the, 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 the the, done one? that already those are so yeah. the third one it's like, what do we do with our third because we with this bard we get a third one so there's i think the, the obvious ones are intimidation insight perception i think intimidation because I don't think you see, I don't think you get intimidation. Rogue is not necessarily going to lead you into okay. intimidation. That's another as a thing, but that's another, another thing of, again, you think of that so, person who is suddenly like turning it on to mm-hmm. really. It gives, it, it gives us another thing. tool within that sort of disguise kit too. Cause then you could, yeah. you can do the sort of stealthy disguise, but you could also turn into um, a Goliath or something, try to intimidate the crap out of somebody or a guard or something. Yeah, or like just it. literally, you know, just the ability to look at somebody, even in your regular, oh, you're you're a man about town kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then just to be able to give that sneer that just sends the guard like, right. oh my God, I've totally misconstrued this guy. I thought he was a guest, but he's at, I thought he was a, a waiter, but he's actually a guest. Yeah. So a, we went College of Whispers. At third level, we get two expertise. So we get to double down on some of these. Our options are deception, insight, intimidation, persuasion, stealth. Well, deception for sure. I yeah, think I think a, deception for sure. Like then it's a question of, is it persuasion, intimidation, or stealth at this point that we want to jack up? And had we taken stealth from the early ones? No, and did, we hadn't. Okay, we hadn't taken yeah. stealth. It's either double down on something or add something new. I wouldn't mind having stealth. I think agree with like, that. I would. I think I would want stealth because okay. then you have deception, stealth, intimidation, persuasion. You got a little like that to me is that sort of that's a really good toolkit for talking your way right. slash sneaking so into we, somewhere without. And I think with the other ones, we've got jack of all trades, so like we can. Yeah. we're good at everything now. Yeah. You mentioned our psych, our psychic blades. That's pretty cool. We mm-hmm. also have words of terror. 
but you already mentioned this one, right? So it's a frightened thing. So another version of intimidation. I think yes. it's pretty cool. All right. So we're up to third level. I think this is the place where we have to decide, do we take it what up is, to fourth what? level in order to get our ability score improvement or do we switch and start running towards something else? What is our, what does our spell list look like? Oh, let's actually, maybe we should do, let's do abilities now. Yeah, let's right? do that. On the show, we use a custom array, which is, you know, similar to a point by it's 17, 15, 13, 8, 10, 12. So, or 12, 10, 8. So 17, our 17 is going into charisma, our 15 into decks. Yeah. Then the question is, is our next score wisdom or constitution? The 13 goes where? 13 is what, a plus two? Uh, no, not a plus two, plus one still. Plus one still. Yeah. See, we have to, we'd have to I dump would, something in there to get it higher, to get it up to a plus yeah, two. Yeah. I think I would put it into constitution, honestly. Okay. Well, I think when I think about, especially, and also from a character's perspective, mm-hmm. James, the bond that we talk about this infiltrator type, they're like high risk, high reward yeah. people, which is not necessarily the wisest. So the idea of having, yeah, that, the idea of having a more I, median. I, I like that. System. So, right. So I think that's, yeah. I think it's good. I'm into it. So where do we put our plus one and our plus two? And we've got two increases. We we can, you put our plus one into charisma and that gets us our charisma up to 18. We can drop the plus two into dex, which gets our dex up to 17. 17. And then at some point, maybe we think of what we're going to do. We, yeah, we maybe pick get up our something up that gets 18, 18. Yeah. All right. I'm into I it. That, so, I think that makes so sense. So we've got an eight strength. Agreed. Yes. Uh, it's a dump. Strength is dump. 17 in dex with our plus two there. 13 in con. 10 in intelligence. 12 in wisdom. Or flip. Are they smarter or are they wiser? I think that's right. I think having the intelligence more average and then yeah. having the wisdom. Because wisdom, like having a slightly Experience. higher wisdom is going to help pay off on like insight checks yeah. and other stuff. And a 10 is not awesome, but it's also, it's neutral, right? Yeah, we're you know, talking about not, a plus one, so it's it's good. Yeah. We're not going to get it up, yeah. but it gives us that plus one, which is important. And our, now our charisma is 18. Oh, so with the changeling, we can also take, gosh, we'd forgotten about this. We didn't assign it. We, we do get, with the changeling, we also get deception, insight, intimidation, performance, and persuasion. But because we already stacked a bunch of those, the only two left to us that we haven't done are performance and insight. So with Changeling, we now have performance yeah. and insight proficiency. Great. Yeah. Oh which actually, this is going to be a really that. proficient character when we look at the... Uh, yeah. The cards with that jack of all trades get like, yeah. they are skill monkeys. Yeah. So you let's know? just look at our when, skill across the board now where, I mean, we've got some pretty interesting, at third level, we've got some pretty interesting. So we're plus six in stealth. That's a highlight. Right. We're yeah. plus seven in deception already. That's also a highlight. Yeah, we've got a pu- couple of plus fives. We've got a plus five in intimidation, performance, and persuasion. So those are all pretty good. Everything else is sort of a lot of you know, with our plus ones across the board. We've got plus three in acrobatics. That's a call out. Plus three in sleight of hand already, just because of all those that are positive yeah. decks, right? I think we're good. We're, yeah, I mean, we, we are already think... a skill monkey. So by second level, we already have. By third level, we have. Four first level spells and two second level spells. Yeah, let's spells. let's just finish off. Yeah. Do we agree criminal spy is the way to go? Here? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that's okay. so that that, um, that rounds out all our all our stuff. We can just do one more edit here before okay. we dive into spells and start to think about what this <coughs> looks like in a in a slightly more completed form. Only because we have one more skill to choose. So we still get to choose one more skill. 
I know. <laughs> Here's where we could do acrobatics, athletics, investigation, perception might be good. We could also double down on sleight of hand. I don't think they're a thief per se. So I'm less worried about sleight of hand. The I, I don't mind perception. the idea of perception or maybe even athletics like mm -hmm. just as some just to, if we take proficiency with athletics then even though we're weak like in some of those things we get a little it might balance some of that a little bit but i could be convinced either way so uh, perception i think is I think perception I mean, feels perception is always super useful so yeah. and do and playing cards that i think those are good all right did you say we were proficient in playing cards? That means yes. we get to play. We can play baccarat. That, that's very exactly well. my thought. <laughs> if we're heading into the spy realm, the spy realm says playing cards. Playing cards. That's okay. Right. So sorry, I didn't mean to. Sort no, of no, no. It's all there. good. Now let's come back and talk about our spells okay. because we have two cantrips and six known spells. Yep. That we can use. What, so it's, what's the background a little bit on this character, right? I, I kind of feel like maybe they're the reluctant spy. I don't know. I'm, I want to, I don't know if I want to just fully double down. down on maybe the they're James like a Bond sleeper thing. agent. Maybe. Oh, that's kind of interesting that there is, they were a sleeper agent and now they've been activated. They've been activated you know, and they're, maybe they're running away from being a sleeper agent. Maybe, or they're an activated sleeper agent. I mean, here, here's the thing to think about when we talk about thus the spy and even the assassin mm -hmm. in general, right? Is yeah. like most assassins in the context of fiction, like James Bond or even Assassin's Creed mm -hmm. or something, are acting at the behest of some organization, right? right? When we think of assassins in culture, yeah. versus essentially someone like the the D, D assassin which is essentially like a sneak attacker mm -hmm. so i the idea of the the person on the run is really interesting that hey i was i worked for the thieves guild yeah. for a long time and i was there i was their heavy hitter and i just got tired of the blood if, if, in the, you know? in, if they were in the shattered chasm harking back to our thieves guild they'd be running from the, yeah, the good they've left nothings. the yeah, yeah the, they've the left the good for nothings, yeah. and they're like, why are you adventuring now? I'm adventuring because I was this person, and I, yeah. and, I and I have these skills, but I but I realized I, I I realized that I'm that maybe I was using them in service of bad people, or yeah. that's the honorable maybe way, or it could just be like, hey, or maybe it, or Here's also it could be also like, hey, I was being I wasn't being paid well enough for the work I was doing. Oh. <laughs> So a little conflicted, you know, like a little, a little 50, greedy, 50, like half a good, little half good, evil. Yeah. Hey, you know, like they're, I deserve, I deserve to be paid better for my work. Like they were sending me on risky assignments and I wasn't being compensated. I kind of like that. I mean, it's, it's very tropey, <laughs> but at the same time, I'm digging that vibe, right? Because it's the difference here is I'm really good at sneaking in and getting stuff done. And if it means killing somebody, I'm okay with that too. Yeah. And but they just weren't paying me enough. Like, <clears throat> yeah. I don't like, like killing people. It's not really what I'm it's not it's what not I'm my, really it's all not about. My bag, but I'll do yeah. it if I need to. Yeah, yeah, a little this, a little sociopathic, but like in a, a thief. Very I think I think you said this isn't a thief, but I think this is a thief. I think yes, it's an assassin. Yeah. Um, and they've they've done that. Maybe they're more interested in maybe like, I, maybe they're a fixer. Uh, they're like it. they're like maybe that's yeah. the that's the that thing. was the it's job like they had they were that's what the job they were a fixer right and the, and okay. and sometimes sometimes fixing was showing up and intimidating somebody and saying hey the good for nothings mm -hmm. need you to pay up right now and you're going to do it or right. bad things are going to happen and i'm going to be the one who does okay. them Let, let's or, turn that over for yeah. a while i like that yeah. so we've got this changeling fixer who used to work for the mom but has stepped away for a variety of reasons that we're still dialing in on yeah and i mean 
And also like you think about like, why would a changeling stay? It mm-hmm. could be that their previous persona, like they're not actually being hunted, right? They just, mm-hmm. they showed up and they were working for the good for nothings as Mr. Smith. And then one day, Mr. Smith just didn't show up for work. Right. And across town <laughs> and across <laughs> town and across town, Mr. Jones showed up and set up shop somewhere else in right. town and was like doing very similar. Wise. Se- se- yeah. Seems to know oh, quite get- a lot about the good for nothings. Yeah, Periodically, like Mr. Smith could show up and be like, Hey guys, I'm back. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think it's I think I think they realized this is a character that realized their value and decided that they get to choose what they want to do. Right. Yeah. I like that. It, it, yeah. and, and so it gives them a little more agency and a little less running and more just you can't stop me. <laughs> like yeah, a little arrogant. Yeah. You can't stop me. I can do whatever I want. Yeah, but, and I'm just choosing to do this right now. Yeah. If and I when I'm tired of this, extra money, I'm gonna do I'll something. Go else. Do that. And when I'm ready. I'm going to kill you and take over your organization. Yeah, and there's right. nothing you can do about it. Yeah, so a little bit, a little bit. I think. <laughs> I think it gives us some room to play with. I think I'm into it. So let's look at the spell list. Like, so that helps us. I think yeah. start to think through some of the spells. Certainly at the cantrip level, it suggests a couple of these. Andy, are there any that are jumping out at you? I mean, we did our sort of favorite ones. I'm going to steer clear. Vicious mockery is a classic. Mm-hmm. Bard, super classic cantrip one i'm gonna i would steer clear of that i i'm thinking like mage hand feels pretty appropriate for this character mage hand uh, mage hand but it's not maybe, invisible if it was invisible mage yeah, hand, that would be like it, the thing yeah yeah i'm kind of thinking like friends and message or maybe like message and prestidigitation or like minor illusion and i don't think you need friends i think we've got so much power in the the persuasion and we're just going to keep getting better there that friends feels a little like unnecessary at this level so then i might think like message and either minor illusion or prestidigitation I think to press the digitation. I think that's just always useful yes. in this kind of place. Like you clean yourself up or whatever. Cause you remember with the, don't yeah. get to change our, we, we need our, our clothing situation is a limitation yeah. with the change line. But press yeah, you can definitely like press the digitation. You can give yourself a scarf. You yeah. can give yourself a pair of sunglasses. Yeah. What about do... that? Press the digitation and minor illusion. Yeah. I think that works. I think that that could work too. I mean, neither one of them is very offensive but I think they're both, again, like really double down really on the stealthiness of things that you can't yeah. do already. Yeah. Well, and you think about like minor illusion, the ability to like take the thing and at least get 30 feet, feet away from, or I'm going to, I killed the guy. I'm going to roll his body up into a rug and I'm going to make the rug look like something else. And then yeah. I'm going to dip and at least yeah. I can get 30 feet away before. It like changes. It. All right, I'm into that. So then let's let's go through this this first level. We get four, what do we get four, uh, uh, six yeah. six spells. Well, there's so six spells total. I think there's at third level we go up to second level and we get six spells total. So let's let's go yeah. through where we're uh, where we want to land in the first level. Maybe three or four first levels and then a couple second levels. Yeah, I would I would say dissonant whispers for is sure. a good one. That, that sounds that's like totally feels right. like in the right flavor. Yeah don't there's disguise self there's no reason for disguise self or does i mean i i wouldn't normally i don't choose comprehend languages but comprehend languages kind of feels on par on on target with this character uh yeah i could i could buy i could buy that not it's not it's not concentration so i think i think that that's a pretty good utility spell for this character 
I I'm gonna pitch out two more. Okay. Silvery barbs. Yeah, let's do it. It's I think we need so, something really a little okay for this. Such a good yeah. spell. I and and if we're barbs, going towards and if we're going towards rogue, it, it's it 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 it's <laughs> works pretty useful. well. Yeah. And 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 sleep. Yeah, I think those are you good. Know? Yeah, and then silver. and then so, so start thinking about these let's do a quick little work through on the seconds well, i really like i think hold person is second level i really it is i'm, I'm kind of thinking hold person and to me it's yeah. either phantasmal force or detect thoughts but i'm also yeah. open to gift of gab which lets you these are two spells that i've just recently seen used to like really mess with a dm where mm-hmm. you can just basically like oh i said the wrong thing i'm gonna reel it back so gift of gab very again very useful Ooh, wow be, that could be i mean i i, I we, so we, we're the, definitely gonna the, need to dial up the offense of this character at some point but these are pretty awesome defensive things that we're giving this character yeah um we, we've, we're almost but we are leaning heavily into, into the social the social stuff they need something punchier they need something punchier that's sort of why I was leaning towards Phantasm Force. It doesn't necessarily punch hard, but it it's it's it it takes character. It can take somebody right, and it's an intelligence saving throw. It yeah, take somebody right. Out. You used it really well. In the I have used shot. it in the past. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. There's also Shatter. Yeah. I mean, if you want an offensive spell, I think I would take. I think Phantasmal Force fits with this character I with all too. the psychic stuff. Maybe even more than the Gift of Gab. I think to your point earlier, you, if you already have a high deception, high persuasion, you got to trust the fact that you've yeah, got all these make proficiencies. Those. And you can always pick. We're going to build this character out to eighth level, yeah, so we we're going to have opportunity to pick up some right. of these things. I think but, so. Yeah. We've got we, we've got our, our our minor. So we're definitely going to be sort of we're tricksy. I think is is yeah important. a little bit. Or, yeah. uh, I think that idea of we're that we're that guy who talks their way in and yeah. gets the person by themselves through yeah. charm or whatever charm or intimidation, and then I can absolutely see I'm going to cast hold person, and then I'm going to pull out my psychic knives and I'm going to stab 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 stab. <laughs> And do a lot of damage, yeah. and then I'm going to leave, and people are just going to find him drooling somewhere. And I also like all these yeah. sort of psychic powers. I kind of like, which is going to lead us towards some interesting feat decisions, I think. Too. Yeah. I like these psychic powers. I think the yeah. idea that they're they're really ultra-confident because they they use the power of the mind. Um, well, and I think also that idea of like they've they've lived a pretty I think up until this point they lived a relatively low consequence life, right? right? Yeah. Which plays into the kind of median sort okay. of wisdom ish yep. thing of yeah. There's an arrogance there of yeah. I mean, if I decide to get lost, nobody's going to find me, so I can act yeah. and just disappear, and yeah. and my weapons don't even, and I can just summon a blade out of int out of the air into my hand when I need it. So. I almost so what's the, so let's actually let's talk about this now i we're not quite yeah. at the place that we, we have to go to soul knife to get to soul knife yeah but like what's what's this at this third level what's this character's weapon of choice as a as a bard they have light armor they can use crossbows hand weapons longsword or they can use their hand crossbow longsword rapier short sword simple weapons i think it's a short sword or something my my usual go-to is the I mean, I, I love rapier. I mean, I fence, right? So yeah. I love well, rapiers. Yeah. I love sword canes. I love all that sort of super tricky stuff. But I, 
But the idea of somebody who is, they wear armor underneath a nice Mm -hmm. jacket and they're carrying a blade big enough to be seen, but not big enough to encumber them when they're doing stuff. All right, let's do short sword. I'm into it. Did you ever read the the Thieves World books? Like these are, they're super old, but there was a character where they described this one guy having a, a knife that was longer than a dagger, but shorter than a, a sword yeah. with like a, like a a bunch of uh, a sword breaker kind of right. notches on one side it's just always very evocative i would i, I, always I, like I think that. that's pretty cool description of that kind of short sword ish i mean we're giving up a little damage we can you can always go to rapier and reflavor or whatever if you get to 1d8 yeah. as opposed to 1d6 but i'm kind of digging this short sword wielding like that's not his he's at, at this point in his career he is whether he's whether he's adventuring already or whether he's yeah. not quite, if, if he's maybe at this point, he's been a little bit less of an assassin and a little bit more of a, of, of an infiltrator, right? Like he's still yeah. been an assassin. If he's killing, yeah, he, he's, he hasn't yeah. killed anybody dangerous. It's mostly commoners, right? So he can still dispatch yeah. a commoner be easily with, <laughs> right. but he hasn't really had to, he hasn't really, to your point, like he's not at this point, he hasn't really learned how hard it can be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And the other thing too is, as we, as you think about characters, we always build to this sort of like eighth level element. But characters almost always exist within the context of a party. Yeah. So it's okay to, as long as you understand where your role is going to land within the party. Are you the damage dealer? Are you the face? Are you this? Are you that? You're gonna have to adjust. You're also gonna have to. Yeah, adjust you're gonna to have the to make some adjustments. In, right. Yeah, to, depending on the characters that you're standing around in. But I just there's a great point, that Andy. I just had yeah. one of my characters who had been a lightning storm sorcerer has now taken has started to move towards fighter. And I think yeah. they saw they were feeling out the character. They got to fourth level, and when they hit fifth level, they're like, "No, I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot and start going into fighter because I want to be in combat." And that that's totally normal, and it's totally okay. Yeah. And you you feel these characters out. Oh, and sometimes they reveal themselves to you. Yeah. I mean, well, I've been playing that arcane trickster akimbo for a long time. And I recently had to, my vision for him had always been, oh, he's going to, I'm just going to take arcane trickster up as high as the campaign will carry me. And we ended up, we're negotiating with Baba Yaga, which is like a terrifying prospect for any party. And basically the thing was we wanted something. And the only thing of value that we had at a certain point was me. So I was like, well, I'll be your minion. And I, now all of a sudden I'm a warlock. <laughs> and Baba Yaga is a patron. I'm a, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's talk about a very interesting build, a first level warlock and a 14th or 13th level. Uh, arcane That's, all that. That's great. Character it's actually, it's actually, actually pretty. Cool. And I was, I was like, Oh, how's that going to play out if I just keep going on yeah. down the road? But it's definitely was like a kind of a hard right turn. Curious. Like a slight right Love turn it. for right character. But yeah, it's, it is that kind of thing. Of they're like, okay, well, I guess he values this party enough to try right. to save them so they don't all so, die. That's awesome. <laughs> I love the flavor of that, Andy. So yeah. here we are with our bard. It, it, I, I feel like we are moving towards. I feel like this character starts to realize how hard it is, and I like the idea that we're going to go towards Soul Knife only because they're learning how to be more offensive with their psychic powers. Right? They've already got this Soul Blade. Mm-hmm. And we can make the fast forward leap, right? Yeah. The question is, do we take another level of bar just to get our ability score and a feat? Or are we thinking five levels of, 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 uh, right. Okay. So 
we're going to take at least three levels of rogue, right? Because I think we're going to take four levels of rogue because whatever we do, we want to start. We don't want to give up on our. I, I, I think we have to get a we have to get an ability score in, ple- in cleave somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just I'm just thinking we get the complete archetype at yeah, third, at third level, level. Right? which would which at that third level. So there's not like an additional archetype. Well, let's do that. Let's go to sixth level with soul knife. Because we don't really have to worry about the ability score increase right now. Yeah, because just... if we go to sixth level with it, if we do it, then we what we get, you get all of the major elements with the exception of evasion that you would see from a rogue. So we get we get sneak attack, we get a cunning action, we get our archetype, which is soul knife. We get an ability to score improvement, which we would also get at fourth level from within within the so, board. Yeah, the, but then we also get uncanny dodge. So that's the thing. We, get we, a, we have to decide whether the tease. So I think we have to decide is a feat or ability score improvement better than uncanny dodge. I think that's the decision. Well, I mean, it, yeah, because that's what you're giving up. If we go four four, we get two ability score. We get two feats, or we can or we can yeah. jump up our ability scores nicely too, um, which would really improve everything we do in general i would argue that an extra feat or an extra set of you know the a plus one two two bars yeah two abilities i'm actually this is one where i'm actually thinking the ability scores is the right way to go because we can get up to 16 dexterity and 14 con that's going to help our it's going to help everything we do well i mean we're already at 17 dexterity right uh no we're at 17 oh did i oh shoot i messed something up Hold on one second. Yes, I <laughs> to, somehow uh, redacted the, the pluses that we did here. Charisma right, so 18 this would get us to, we would, to 17. Well, we could also look at a feat that gives us another plus one to our decks. Let's right. look at the feats. Let's maybe that'll help yeah. us decide. Yeah. So we're let's let's assume we take bard to four and that gets us our extra ability. So we then go with a feat. So what 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 might we choose with our feats? There's so many feats now. I know. I would I mean I think we have to consider there's Two, there's three I would want to consider. I would want to consider, we just have to say it, whether we do it, I don't care. As we move towards this soul knife, we should consider sharpshooter because that's pretty freaking cool at the death dealing level. I mean, I'll be honest. I, I, I've never played sharpshooter. I've never played a character. I don't play ranged characters that often. Well, if we're going to this, the soul knife, they throw those knives and yeah, but you you it could get pretty interesting i mean it's a plus 10 to damage man <laughs> sorry Doesn't, i don't mean to be yeah, so min maxi but i just so before yeah there's also the the telepathic fate although we don't probably need telepathic if we're going soul knife because we already sort of get the ability to talk to other people with our soul power there is you, you could do slasher we could go with a, a scimitar or the with the idea that the shorts are the slashing right and we could go slasher which would give us that plus I was interested in piercer and I was interested in slasher. Um, yeah. I think pierce, I think slasher is better than piercer, but piercer is pretty cool. Piercer, I guess, you know, I mean, from a, if we're throwing knives at people, they're piercing. That, so, that's, I mean, if you did, if we took piercer and well, no, the problem is we we're, we're going to take one. Yeah. The problem with piercer and soul knife is that it's not piercing, piercing damage, damage. It's psychic damage. Psychic damage. damage. Okay. That was the reason why I stayed away from it. Slasher. I need to look at read. I need to re- read slasher and look and speak into the mic at the same yeah. time. Slasher. Slasher. Do you want me to read slasher? I can do it. So are we, we're not doing slashing damage. 
No, two. We're not um, doing slashing damage. We're doing psychic so damage. we're doing psychic damage unless unless we're pulling out. And I don't even think the short sword does piercing damage. So we might have to change our weapons up to take to do something that does slashing damage. You know what there is, Andy? That might be interesting. There's crossbow expert. Oh, so this gives us a second attack, a reliable second attack with a hand crossbow. Yeah, I kind of like the flavor of that. Oh, that's a gnome. And that means actually, Andy, with our I wonder with the psychic blades, when you hit a creature with a weapon tech, you could then double, you could do that. You could use two of your bardic inspirations in one round to double. Oh, up that, to double that. up. So you hit them with a sight, you hit them with a knife yeah. and then you shoot them with a crossbow. Yeah. And that's kind of neat little flavor, mm, right? Yeah. Let's see. I feel Let's like it's, to... I feel like it's, it's either crossbow expert or sharpshooter. I think you get, you don't have to get perfectly close. You just have to get close enough. Yeah. Oh, that's two double-handed blades. That's crazy. I don't know. That's where I'm leaning. Yeah. I'm leaning. I, my votes are very offensive at this point. There's, <laughs> actually, there's what... one other place we could go if we wanted to, although this is less relevant given what we're doing. There's also alert. Yeah. Alert is kind of interesting for this character because of the massive jump to initiative. initiative. Can't be surprised. No yeah. advantage for hidden attackers. What I don't like about it is... I actually, I mean, this might be a hot take. I don't actually think the plus five to initiative is that valuable, mostly because it's only initiative order to, as far as I'm concerned, is only relevant in the very first round of combat. And yeah, if you're not a gloomstalker, ranger, or an assassin, it's not nearly as important. Yeah, once you're in combat, you're going to get your turn, and it's okay. But that's All right, so. Let's, um, so, so, what do you think of what do you think of my two well i think there's three ideas. i like i like i like both of them i'm gonna say of the two of them i probably would lean more towards sharpshooter okay the idea of being able to attack through cover is and the plus 10 damage is you can see where oh i'm gonna i'm gonna take the minus five but i get a plus 10 and then i get to stack all this other stuff from this thrown psychic knife you can add in your all of a sudden you 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 get to quite a lot of damage pretty quickly well Especially if you're, you know. Well, so here, Andy, this is actually, if we're going to go sharpshooter, we could wait to get sharpshooter with the rogue and take the plus one, plus one here and get our decks up to 18 and our constitution up to 14, which will pay off for sharpshooter because then we'll have a plus seven. And then we take our, when I. Yeah, that's what, that's how I would do it. I I would take the, I would wait to get the sharpshooter until the end. So as the last on the. All right, let's do it. I I think everybody, you just heard it here. We are going to choose. This is, this is actually for Andy and I, we don't usually do it. We love our feats. We're going to take the standard ability score (laughs) improvement. They we're doing all sorts. We're breaking all the rules. We're dude. breaking all our rules. We're breaking all of our rules. All right. We've we've done it. Ability score improvement. I think that's better than the dodge. I think it's just more interesting. Yeah. And I mean, Uncanny Dodge is... It's I mean, fantastic, I, but I, I feel yeah. like we, we're sacrificing too much to get it, in my opinion. The, the ability score increases yes. are... That's going to help us on all of our traits. It's going to help us on everything. Yeah. All right. So we've done it. So that means we're doing four and four. We're doing four of the Bard College of Whispers, and we're going to do four of the Soul Knife. So let's let's just let's just build that out, and then we can just get to some of our choices. So the extra rogue skill we want to add here, we can choose acrobatics, but, athletics, investigation, or sleight of hand. We already have sleight of hand. We don't. Oh, we don't. Nope. And do we? And we don't have acrobatics nope. either. 
I think we take acrobatics. I think we take acrobatics. I think we need yeah. one of those. Yeah, yeah I, I would say, again, for people who have not played this a lot, having acrobatics or athletics, you, right. you need to have one of them because they're they're almost all of your, you're like, oh, I got to climb something. I got to yeah. do something like that. They're going to fall into one of those so two now- things. And you can always argue with right. your so- DM to, to bring them oh you're not great in athletics can i do acrobatics and jackie chan my way up this wall that's exactly it i think this this character needs to be acrobatic so now we can actually choose expertise so here's where we could do expertise in acrobatics insight intimidation perception performance or persuasion kind of feel like maybe doubling down or thieves tools at this point Hmm. i think thieves tools honestly these tools we get a second one so now we can choose acrobatics intimidation perception performance or persuasion i i would say either acrobatics or persuasion for me yeah what's our deception up to right now so right now our deception is already a plus 10 and our persuasion is just going to take it up to like a 12 or 13 so these this will get any one of these if we choose acrobatics, it'll be a plus 10. I think if we choose persuasion or performance, it'll be a plus 10. I think acrobatics. Let's do I that. Makes I, I kind of like that. I think, you this, know, the idea, the idea that you want this guy to be a little, a little ninja. E start to be more useful in the party, be able to right. do different things now, rather than leaning into the one thing that we were leaning, leaning into. All right. So acrobatics it is. All right. So now we've got a sneak attack, which is awesome. We've also got our cunning actions. So cunning mm-hmm. actions, you can do a dash you can use your your bonus action to dash disengage or hide all very powerful for this character yeah for for roguish archetype we have taken soul knife so with the soul knife we get two cool things we get a psionic power so this is really feeding into this sort of psychic energy character so you harbor a wellspring of psionic energy within yourself the energy is represented by your psionic energy dice which are each d6 you have a number of these equal to twice your proficiency bonus and they fuel various various psionic powers you have, which are detailed below. You have a side bolstered knack, Andy. So this is where it gets really cool for us. Your non-psionic training fails you. When your non-psionic training fails you, your psionic power can help. If you fail an ability check using a skill or tool, which you have proficiency, you can roll one psionic energy dice and add it. We're not going to miss anything because we've got proficiency with everything. <laughs> <laughs> We're just not. Or at least you can always add, you can always pump something into it. Right? Like, like, I've got a plus yeah. 10 and I still failed. Like, unless it's a one, you can still get something. It also allows you to do, I think, some really high DC. Like, your, your DM's throwing you yeah. some high DC stuff. You might be able to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. You can, well, you can pump a lot of stuff into it to be like, oh, you just missed climbing that wall. You just yeah. missed unlocking that no, save. I didn't. No, I didn't. I'm going to pump a little bit of this into it and see what happens. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, turning success into a failure. Psychic Whispers is our next thing. This is really good for the infiltration because you can now um, create a telepathic communication between yourself and others. Perfect for quiet infiltration. Exactly who we are. Yep. As an action, you choose one or more creatures you can see and up to those no- and, and up to a number of creatures equal to your proficiency bonus and then roll one psionic energy dice for the number of hours equal to number rolled. I think we're at proficiency three. Yeah, three. And so three, and then we get the number of hours. That could be pretty, really good for us in this situation. And then finally, the coup de resistance, literally psychic blade. So you manifest your psionic powers as shimmering blades of psychic energy. Whenever you take action, you can manifest a psychic blade. You can throw it 60 feet, but I think we'll have an interesting decision with our our dungeon master about whether we can use sharpshooter to to throw farther because it does say 60 feet and no long range but yep. you ignore the range thing so i think you'd have a conversation with your dm about it yeah and the reality is even within 60 feet like most it, it's yeah. 
It doesn't matter. Yeah. But you could have yeah. that conversation. And then it deals psychic energy damage equal to 1d6 plus the ability modifier, which is pretty cool. And then you can use your offhand to throw one for 1d4 instead of the 1d6. Right. So with Sharpshooter, this is going to be really powerful because we're guaranteeing the 10 damage. So we're maybe only 1d4 as opposed to 1d6, but we're doing the 10. So that's pretty cool. You're taking that minus five. Yeah. in order to get the plus 10 yeah. but then you also get to choose to you can choose to stack in your now we're a fourth level bard so we only have four bardic inspirations is that right we'll, we'll do a quick review in a second giving yeah. the sharpshooter since we already decided we were going to do that and then i'm gonna press build here let's talk about what our features and traits are right so yes we have four bardic inspiration dice that's still pretty good yeah, it's pretty good. Each one of those adds 2d6 in damage yeah. if you want to pump them in. Like you can see where you get a hit becomes 3d6 plus a sharpshooter hit becomes 3d6 plus 10 on your first knife. And you can repeat that. You would say damage output in the 18 to 20 range pretty regularly. Yeah, this is pretty you cool. Know? And this is yeah. really interesting character, especially this whole psychic thing. I'm, I'm digging it. We might double down on that later on if we took this character higher. But they're really cool. They've got bardic inspiration they've got the spell casting we'll talk about the spells a little in a second jack of all trades super useful across everything mm-hmm. song of rest right we forgot about song of rest you can help everybody get regain yeah or gain gains extra hit points let's see they what else max, they get max hit dice right yeah so we've got during, all yeah, this so. we've got 59 hit points which is pretty damn good for yeah an for an eighth level long. character that's that's frankly like a mixed caster yeah. support Kind of, but, uh, it, this is a skirmisher within yeah. bigger combats. But the words of terror is really an interesting piece here. <laughs> the so psychic fun. blades. We're going to talk about some of the damage, and then just like incredible skill things. So pl- again, like you said, plus ten to acrobatic, plus ten to deception, plus ten to stealth. Fantastic. And then you got a couple of plus sevens in intimidation, persuasion, and performance. And remember, if we fail anything, we can roll one of our d six to. We've got six of those psychic psionic power energy dice we can do that quite a bit yeah you get a lot between that and the bardic inspirations you get a lot of opportunities to pump pump people up pump yourself up so this is i love how this is all generated one of the things that i'm really liking about this is i had written for the shattered chasm i had mark if you're listening you get to turn that you got to turn the podcast off now I had written a a small clan of changeling assassins, mm-hmm. essentially that live in the one of, one of my <laughs> characters is playing a lost changeling who is who is now a paladin. But and so they're the Mercurial family, but they are changeling assassins that everyone else knows them as the Clayface. So the Clayface get hired to right. go take care of people. I love the idea that I might. Steal his character. This. He yeah, might, he might very build. well become an NPC. No, I think it's a good NPC. Like, I was thinking about yeah. it too. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm digging this because it's also, you, you actually can do some real damage here too. Even the yeah. base damage isn't terrible with the sneak attack. So you've got, let's just talk about you in one round, you've got the 1d6 plus four. So that's your psychic blade, which you can throw. You're probably going to yeah. be able to get advantage just in that first round. I, I can't imagine with everything we've got going that we might even be able to get surprise, but advantage. And then you can throw a second one with the 1d4. So you've got those and you've got the sharpshooter, right? So without even doing the, the bardic stuff, you've got a plus seven. So now you've got a plus two and you're doing 1d4 plus 14 or 1d6 plus 14 1D6 plus 14 and then 1d4 plus 14. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. worth the trade-off, I think, particularly if you're rolling with advantage. 
Absolutely. Yeah, and then but if you're rolling if you're advantage. if you're rolling with advantage, then even if you take the minus five with that, you're rolling with advantage. You then get your sneak attack on your first hit, which adds what four, and then you three, throw four, a psychic six. blade on top of it. And so you've yeah. got you've got sneak attack. Well, we're only at two D six on our sneak attack. We haven't we have to get up to five to get to that three D six. But still we're at let's see what we're at. We're at one D one D six. We're at five D six with our psychic blades from Bard yeah. and our sneak attack. Five D six on advantage plus, plus fourteen. 14. I mean that's that's good. Five d six like expected output on that would be around sixteen to eighteen. So you're looking at eight. Yeah. So you're looking at what's that? Thirty two points of damage. Yeah. On average, for that's the bubble. first hit, and then your second. And you could do that a couple times. Hit. You could do that. Yeah, a couple you times. could do. You do well, that you're going to hit twice, times. right? So you're going to hit. You've got two attacks. You've got the. So you've got. Let's just talk about this around. You get two attacks. So you get thirty to forty points in the points first round, and in if the first you happen round, to crit, and, and if you come and if you come around again, you're going to do about the same. Yeah, you're not you really can, until you start to run out of the bardic inspirations. You're, you're that's when you'll start to see some of that drop. Yeah. But you're still always going to have the sneak attack if you yeah. can figure out how to get advantage. And I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty gonna, like you said, it's a skirmisher, pretty robust. Yeah, I was going to make this a soul blade bloomstalker, and then that was just going to get out of control, particularly in the first round, because you're going to get three attacks, and you're going to be able to get to add that d8. Yeah. It was going to get messy, but I think it's. I actually <laughs> like how more utilitarian this, more you, how much utility this player is going to have, and spells. So we've also yeah. got some pretty. Yeah, because so let's like, go back and look at the spells, and we can finish this character out. Maybe name yeah. them. So finally, at the spell level, we get to add one more, basically just one more cantrip and one more spell. I, I we, kind of have we made it to the third level spells, or are we still? No, we're not going to quite make it. We'd have to five. This is this character will really start to get great around ten. Around ten, yeah. this character yeah, is going to really... be like insane. I think this character has a great mid mid game. <laughs> There's a, just a, yeah. a little short on a couple places. I mean, and yeah. and and as we talk about, we were talking at the beginning about what what multi-classing gets you. What multi-classing has gotten us is this incredibly utilitarian mm-hmm. character with a lot of a lot of options in, in and out of combat, which is all great. The trade-off is uh, somebody who was just a straight College of Whispers bard is maybe not going to have, not have, not hit as hard, but they're going to have way more options in terms of spellcasting. Same thing with the rogue. The rogue is going to have evasion. Like they're going to have a lot of other stuff. Mm-hmm. that we're not going to see we're never quite going to get to that level but the the blended power is what we're after yeah i think so let's see so we've got a lot of competition for concentration andy so we need to find some stuff that's not concentration, not concentration. i think because you um, could go with fairy fire to get the advantage but that's also concentration. we've got we've got silent image we've got that's that did we just we chose silent, silent image no silvery barb sorry Plus the wrong button. So I'm gonna, got, I'm gonna I'm gonna put one yep. out there. Yep. What about silence? I, I was considering that. I know it's another concentration spell, but silence is it, awesome. You know what? If you get dealing. stuck against magic users, this gives you a really powerful tool. Yeah. And it I also like as someone who is potentially sneaking in somewhere yeah. and needs to kill somebody quietly and get out, like that, the ability to just generate that is I think. You can also catch it as it's ritual, right? I think so. It is ritual. So I think you could, if you took the time, 
got in there stealthily, you, you could do it as a ritual. If you had enough time, if you felt like you had enough time to actually cast it as a ritual. Yeah. So then we just need, the only thing we need is another, we get <coughs> one more cantrip. One more cantrip. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We, we could go with vicious, vicious mockery at this point, Dandy, if we needed just one more additional. I think that, I think that makes sense. I mean, I don't, I was. I was against it earlier just because I felt like some of the other stuff were better choices, but I think in this I'm not context, sure there's anything better for us at this point. Not really. Your I mean, favorite spell, Andy, true strike, true strike. Yes. No, I think, I think at this point, it's <laughs> just mockery. Yeah. That thing because makes... there's not like light or mage hand are also, I think you could legitimately Does... make cases for them to, but because we don't do, have, do you have dark vision we do as a, as yeah. a changeling, yeah, yeah, we do. So, know. I think that would be it's not very stealthy, though. Light is not no, a stealthy spell. No, I would say I, I think vicious mock. We have dissonant whispers, but that's a I think vicious mockery probably is the way it to go. This is an attack and, spell. I think we just yeah. we're missing just a little more variety in terms of what we can do. Yeah, and we still have all the rogue bonus actions. Yep. So, the ability to catch out of as we're something that just does a little bit of damage. And it, and again, it that whole anything with psychic damage feels in the theme of the character which is great i think so let's give this character studded leather i think at this point they've earned it all right let's do a quick review and then we can talk about naming this character and closing them out at at eighth level they apparently also have we know they'd have magic items in two but we're not counting any of that right now okay here's our quick review we are eight strength we are 18 dexterity 14 con those are great plus four plus two across those 10 intelligence 12 wisdom plus one and then 18 charisma and we, I've already riffed off on all of our skills, which are just innumerable yeah. and fantastic. And we can <laughs> use our psionic knack to to change anything that fails into a, a win. We're not going to be missing a lot of roles and we're going to be driving the DM mad with frustration. Our proficiency bonus is three. Our walking is 30. Our armor class is 16. It's a little low. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. At this point, we could get some help from the DM with well, some magic items to help with armor class if we want. Yeah, and you would think at eighth level, I think generally the expectation is by the time you've, I can't remember where I read it, I think maybe in the the DM's guide or something, but the expectation is I think most characters by the time they are at fifth level mm-hmm. have at least one, they have one, they have some sort of magic item, yeah. one to two magic items. And so you could very easily see either probably not like magical weapons per yeah. se because the psychic knives and all and between that and the bardic stuff you i would want a, a, a magic weapon okay. I'd, I'd want something defensive on this character. yeah i think so like a ring of protection cloak of protection yeah, or something like, like that a ring of shield or a ring of spell yeah, storage some, you cast yeah. shield or something yeah like something like that cool. would be shield on this character would be pretty awesome i know we yeah went with silvery barbs but if they had a way a magic way to cast shield cast shield be, yeah something like that so you could see something like that so you could probably bring it up to 17 again this is a very common trade-off for rogues is hey you do a lot of damage but it's very hard to your armor class is always going to kind of lag behind it's because you want to get out get in get out yeah your 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 whole thing is uncanny dodge and not sorry is like the cunning actions of being able to disengage and retreat and use your movement in ways that prevent people from being able to hit you as hard let's close this guy out we've got a changeling He's an infiltrator. He's a spy. He used to be a, a henchman of the, the five good for nothings. or And yep. now he's realized his value and he's gone out on his own. And sometimes he'll do a job for them, but he's yep. like, they need me more than I need them. And I'm going to do my own thing. Really stealthy, crazy opportunities. Let's just talk about the spell list. Are there any cool things that we've, we've already ad nauseum talked about the skills and the feats and everything? Sharpshooter, 
Is there anything in the spell like we reflavor any of these spells? I think it's all just psionic powers. So everything would be yeah. It's all like variations on psionics and yeah. stuff like that. How I mean, the flavor would go? Right? Yeah, yeah. It's they you all know, work, man. Yeah. Do, we, do you have any ideas for, on how to name this guy? Is well, it I really, guy? I mean, I mean, we've been saying guy. We've been assuming guy, but like, are we? Well, I mean, to, that's the thing. I, I think it, it's when matter, I think of the clayface yeah. and and yeah. changelings, like they're they are they them they're they like them. the embodiment okay. of they them right I, they, they, yeah they. i do like the idea this is just purely personal preference i like the idea of tying them into the mercurial clan mm-hmm. so the idea of mercurial is a last name and then maybe it's like just a really simple first name like it's max or it's um i like the idea maybe it's maybe it's like kim or like one of those names that could be male could frankie be frankie mercurial frankie, frankie mercurial yes Francesco, right. maybe that's right. Francesco. Max, Max Mercurial might be better. Max, yes, Max. Max just, <laughs> you can see it's, it's just like they've just picked their name because it Max matches their temper, maybe. Yeah, or it could be yes. I mean, something in, in that. I, I like Max Mercurial. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you have any? What were you thinking? Um, I know. I like that. I like Mercurial. Sounds fun. I like the idea of tying it into the lore that you're working around. I can buy into that. Yeah, and then Max is just kind of like that's good a gender reasonably good a gender name and i, I like mm max to the yeah. max like they could be snarky and yeah and, yeah and, and, and they could be maxine it could be max it could be maximilian it could be whatever they need in that moment yeah yeah i'm thinking it max and they could or they could be or they could just be m like just em like m mercurial and it's just and it's m like it's like material i like m mercurial i like that i like that too i think especially since i frequently go by the name m <laughs> a lot of my alter egos so i'm into it yeah so yeah okay i like right, i like M- that max m mercurial the changeling infiltration Twitter. spy assassin basis yeah uh, we need to the, think about yeah, that and and everybody knows m as a yeah. fixer right yeah. and and on frankly a character like this probably has this is a great npc i don't know whether i don't i don't know, know if how a, much yeah i don't know how much i'm digging like i, I definitely could play this character but this is absolutely an NPC to me, without question. Is, yeah, hundred percent. And for our DM people who are thinking about DMs, like this is a great way to come up with building characters. Can be a lot of fun, whether or not you play them. But it also like can generate a lot of good ideas for NPCs, and then you kind of you, some and you'll you'll uh, readjust them to yeah, fit them into I the would, NPC land. But but you think about this character when I think about this character as a DM, if a player is pitching oh me God. this character, I'm pretty excited about them. Yeah, right? this is character you could do a lot with. You could build adventures that would really let yeah. this character shine. And you and you could really if they are not especially if they don't give you a lot of backstory, you could, you have a lot of because a character yeah. like this has history. So there's a lot of opportunity to have people land at their doorstep who are like, I'm looking for so-and-so. You killed you, my mom. <laughs> yeah, you killed my mom. Or, oh, oh hey, have you, I'm looking for Mr. Smith. I thought uh, Mr. I hear Smith your, lives your here. Your is better. Yeah, yours better. Yeah, yeah. whatever help it me, is. Help me. help me, help me. You yeah. know, I'm 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 looking for the fixer. I need this yeah. thing. I like that. Like, there's a lot, a lot of venture of, hooks. A lot of like, and then the infiltration part. And in in an inf- useful infiltration in the sense that because of the psychic connection, yeah, it's not necessarily removed from the party. Right. I think that's right. that that was the part that but, really got me was the ability you don't have to take telepathy to then communicate with the rest of the party. Right. So you can actually have a functioning infiltrator who's not always going solo. And I think one of I think the risk to that point is a uh, main character syndrome. Well, that, yeah, one hundred percent. And for people who yeah. haven't heard that term before, it's just basically when 
a player and you see it in film too like once mm-hmm. like someone is always pulling the the focus of a session to them all the time mm-hmm. and they're not giving other characters time to have their moment and let their stories play out and that's as a player you want to recognize if you're pulling the attention a lot and as a dm you want to recognize if if the story keeps landing with a given character take the time to pull focus and bring it around and make sure the rest of the party is like fully engaged in the story everybody gets their moments and their arcs but like happens to the best of us and bars tend to lean there anyway just because of their supreme yeah i think it's a good thing to call out so we both like m i think m i would definitely play m in a one shot without question um, yeah, I think oh, yeah. a little hard to build. You like this this character really? I think at ten is probably you got all the things you want out of ten, yeah. which is a long time of playing. Yeah, right, this is a very long game of oh, okay. To me, you're accepting a- being pretty relatively low powered yeah. next to some of your peers. That and especially in that moment between like third level when you make the turn to rogue and you've yeah. got to build those next three levels in rogue level, all the way up to six like level. that yeah. is like that's just a that is gonna you're gonna be it might even be seventh level if you take your fourth level and bard to get your yeah your ability scores up yeah you've got a yeah. little bit of a weight but you've got a good utility character so. oh yeah yeah i mean I like, think, and, again, and you've like, got sneak attacks at that point early so you can still do some pretty cool things you just won't have those cool psychic throwing knives yeah, yeah. so when that cool. stuff comes online all of a sudden your character is going to go from like oh i'm in the support thing to all of a sudden you're going to be you've got a way to step up you, to a real damage dealer yeah because you all of a sudden you have the second attack it's not an official second attack but you can yeah. use your bone section to get that second attack in yeah and now and, you've especially with sharpshooter I, it gets pretty cool i and i will say that I think this character becomes a real interesting exercise in resource management in terms mm. of actions, bonus actions. Yeah. Because a lot of the things that make rogue great are those bonus action things like out. dash, yeah. all those cunning actions. If you're going to use your second throwing attack as your bonus action, you don't have those. Yeah. You, it, it will make for a very, this, this would be a great character for a slightly more experienced player. Mm-hmm. who wants to start dipping into some of the more complex interactions that can happen. Yeah, with I, think, the I think yeah. what's cool about it is that you've got a bunch of different ways in and out. You've got a whole yeah. toolkit. Yeah. You've got a lot of tools at your disposal. You'll you'll probably figure out what the best things to do, and then you'll readjust. So I'm yeah. digging I'm digging M. Andy, we've yeah. had a great time. We'll do more of these. We certainly sure. like doing it. You all are probably, you guys yeah. talked about this character for a while. <laughs> I, we like doing it, and that's all that matters. Andy, let's. Why don't you take us home with a with uh, the the, uh, the dad? Oh, I'm trying. Yeah, yeah. You have one, or do you want me to? Do yeah, it? yeah. No, no. I've got. I've got one. I'm. 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 What did one helm say to the other? No. Stay here. I'm going ahead. I almost said it's got to be a head <laughs> joke, but I, I I was like, it, it can't be. But then it was, and it was still <laughs> but, good. Uh, yeah. excellent here. job, Thank especially you. since you know helm. Yeah, good, good, good little Airbnb action there. <laughs> all right, people, thank you so much for your time tonight. We are really, really excited about all the things to come, and we enjoy this a lot. So we're glad that you're enjoying it too. Yeah, really. I mean, thanks everybody who's been listening to the episodes and your feedback. We're, I think, we've got some big plans for the tail end of the year, and we're looking forward to being able to share a little bit more about that stuff soon. Great. Thanks, Andy. Awesome. Thank you, everybody. Talk to everybody later.